All right. Good evening. Good evening, all of you. I really, really appreciate each of you, each of you being here and spending a beautiful evening with us here at Warner Park. Um, so t tonight we're kicking off our phase two of the Imagine Madison process, and I think you'll have an opportunity tonight for some really deep input into this, this phase of the process. And so again, thank you for, for spending your time with us this evening. I do wanna quickly mention that we are um, televised through the City Channel this evening. And to anyone watching this online or otherwise, um, you are able to participate exactly in the activities that we'll do this evening on our website at www.imaginemadisonwi.com. So for those of you here, please feel free to tell your friends um, that weren't able to make it this evening that, that that's another way to participate. We Again, we have everything replicated on that online version and um, really wanna try to broaden, uh, broaden this out to get as much participation as possible. So thanks again for being here. I'm gonna actually turn it over to Colin Punt who will kick us off this evening. All right, hello everyone. Uh, my name is Colin Punt. Um, I am going to have to exit out of this very quickly. All right. Um, again, thank you for uh, being here. Um, I'm just going to start off this uh, short presentation. Um, this is the outline for our meeting tonight. Um, I'm just going to talk very briefly about the background. It should only take a few minutes. Um, and then we'll get into two different uh, small group activities, and we're really interested uh, in hearing your, your input in those activities. Um, but first, we are going to do a little bit of uh, uh, real-time clicker polling. Um, everyone should have a clicker that looks like this, except white. Um, there's kind of an orangish-yellow button that you push to power it on. Um, once you do, the, the, you should see some things up on the screen. Um, I'm going to uh, ask you a question. I'll open the poll. You answer A through E. You just have to push it once, um, and it should go through. Um, and if you want to change your answer, you can just choose your, the answer that you want. Um, you don't have to do anything else. The last answer that you, you press will be the one that comes through. Um, so, I have not started it yet, but uh, when I say go, then you can start answering this question. So, what is the only decade in its history that Madison's population shrunk? Okay, it's going. <laughs> Nope, you just have to press the number. All right, so most people, or the majority of people said uh, the 1970s B. That is actually correct. In the 1970s, we shrunk just ever so slightly. Um, right now, uh, in the 2010s, we're actually on pace for about uh, growing about 10% uh, this decade. All right, so the next one. How do you get to tonight's meeting? 
and almost everyone drove. I'm interested in what that other person did. I'm assuming flying. All right. So um, we're we're going to do a little, uh, a few demographics questions. Um, just answer as many as you feel comfortable with. Uh, it, if they may seem invasive, but this uh, information is very important to us. We're really trying to reach a representative cross section of the of the population. So having uh, this information really helps us do that. Um, so, without further ado, what's your age? All right. And what part of Madison do you live in using approximately these borders? People are undecided as to where they live. Okay. Um, what is your race? All right, thank you. What gender do you identify with? Okay. Are you transgender? And then what is your household income? I'm not going to show these last two. And I'm assuming everyone's in, so I'm just going to stop it. All right, so that is the uh, end of the, the clickers. They do turn off on, on their own after about 10 minutes, so you don't have to power them off. Um, so now I'm just going to go over a little bit of uh, project background um, about Imagine Madison, what it is we're doing here. Um, so Imagine Madison is the, the process um, by which we are updating the city's comprehensive plan. The comprehensive plan is the central organi organizing plan for all other city plans, studies, um, initiatives, and, and so on. Uh, this plan uh, guides uh, the city's public uh, decision making and investment. Um, and it, uh, it, we, while we look out 20 years, um, we are required by state law to update it every 10 years. And so we're really having a, a 10 year focus, um, and working on prioritizing, um, what we as a community are doing in the next 10 years. Um, the comprehensive plan is a, uh, a statutorily required uh, plan in the state of Wisconsin. We are required to cover a number of elements. They are shown here. Um, we we are kind of uh, stepping beyond uh, these requirements and uh, really focusing on um, not just meeting the letter of the law, but making a plan that is is useful uh, for our community um, to help guide us in that goal. Um, we've also identified these four guiding lenses. And so as we look at those required elements, we're also we're looking at them, 
um, through the lenses of equity and sustainability and health and adaptability. Um, so we're, we're, we're planning for the future with these things in mind. Uh, so uh, this fall and winter, um, we, we just completed phase one of Imagine Madison. I'm just going to very briefly go over what we did. At this point, we, uh, we identified what the high-level goals in, uh, for our community were. Um, we presented, or first, uh, staff did a lot of data gathering, um, kind of identified some key issues. Uh, we pulled 300 goals from other various city plans, um, put them through this funnel, and came out with some draft goals that we presented to the community at um, a number of community meetings, um, uh, some, some small group meetings, uh, online, um, just a number of different channels. Uh, the public had a ton of feedback for us, um, and that really reshaped um, and revised the goals. Uh, so we, we took all of that public, that public input, and, and that input uh, revised the goals and reorganized them um, into these six themes. Uh, which around our office we call buckets. These are, these are the buckets that we'll, we'll continually talk about because we can't get ourselves out of that, that bucket word. Um, so these, um, many of the, of the uh, different goals uh, that we identified have overlap, there's a lot of overlap between them. Um, and so in order to try to uh, kind of harness that overlap, we found where those those goals um, met and then put those into into these buckets. So these six buckets will dictate how um, the first activity uh, we will do in a little bit will go. Um, so you'll see this again. Um, as part of phase two, we did a lot of public engagement. Um, we have our website, which is great, imaginemadisonwi.com. I really encourage everyone to go there if you haven't already. Um, we, uh, we instituted this uh, project called Resident Panels in which we reach out to um, communities and populations that are, are usually um, underrepresented in, in city planning processes. So far, that's been very successful. Um, we've done social media and videos. Um, we've done youth engagement. Um, the the hip-hop hip architecture camp was a great project that uh, we participated in. I encourage everyone to, to look that up. Uh, we did community meetings. We did um, small group meetings, which we, which we call planning pop-ins, all over the city. Um, through all of that, um, we, uh, we reached over 4,000 people um, through all of our various channels. Um, we're hoping that that number continues to go up and up. Um, but now that, that is, is what we have done in phase one. Now we're going to start looking ahead to phase two. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Kirsty, and she is going to go through um, this, this uh, what happens in phase one in our first activity. Thank you, Colin. Lower this. Okay. Um, so we're going to start with the, the first of the small group activities. Um, so that was just a quick recap of phase one, and now we're moving on to the phase two um, feedback that you all are going to help us um, by providing some of your opinions on, on these topics. There we go. 
So we're working on um, identifying the strategies to actually reach the, the goals that we um, identified and revised throughout the first phase. Um, we'll also be working on updating the future land use map, but that'll come next. So what we're doing tonight um, is getting your opinion on the 60 draft strategies. So as Colin mentioned, we, we've looked at lots of other plans. Um, the comprehensive plan has approximately 900 strategies in it. Um, and we've also looked through other um, recent plans, other city plans like Madison in Motion, if you're familiar with that, or the sustainability plan, and other plans like um, the race equity roadmap. So we've looked at lots of other relevant work and um, narrowed it down to these 60 draft strategies. Um, and they are just the starting point to sort of initiate the community conversation tonight and, and on our website through all of our, our um, feedback channels. So obviously, um, you all can't provide valuable feedback on 3,000 strategies. That's a lot. So we, we've narrowed it down to these sort of 60 draft ones that we'll keep to um, add to tonight, revise tonight, and get your ideas. And in the end, we'll have more than 60, hopefully not 900. Uh, <laughs> I think we're planning somewhere in the, in the low hundreds um, to prioritize in the next phase. So I'm going to quick walk you all through just like a little bit of an example so we're all on the same page with the terminology for this. Um, so Colin just talked about the six buckets. Um, that's how we're organizing uh, all of the different themes for this plan. Um, so you have all of this actually on a handout if you're, if you're kind of wondering. Um, the, the six buckets are the ones that are printed in color on, on one of your handouts. Um, so those are the larger themes that we're, we're organizing these by. Um, all the buckets are yeah, they're in that color font, and they each have two goals, um, followed by about 10 strategies um, to make up a 60. Um, so, for example, form and connectivity is one of those bucket topics. Um, one of the goals for that is Madison will have a safe, efficient, um, and affordable regional transportation system that offers a variety of choices. And then we have two example strategies up here as well. So one would be work with regional partners collaboratively uh, to improve our regional bicycle system and so on. So that's just sort of the framework of how those termino that, that terminology fits together. So now we're going to move on to uh, the, the actual group activity. Um, so we actually have each of the, the buckets, those six buckets are on the tables around the room. Um, and it has a large printout of one of those buckets. Um, and there's not too many steps to this, but we put in some, some photographs to, to sort of explain what we're doing here. Uh, definitely not staged by staff members awkwardly standing around trying to show you what we want to do here. But so um, we'll be placing some stickers next to any of the strategies that you think are great. Uh, you can um, grab, grab a sticker and, and place it next to any of the strategies. You can also add a new strategy if you, if you think that we're missing something, and we very well could be. Um, I think we have enough moderators that you can, you can tell one of the staff people at your table to what your ideas are and write it down, um, and we'll move through it that way. Um, as I said, grab a green sticker to place um, place next to any of the strategies that you like. Kind of like thumbs up if you know if you're on social media. Um, you can like the ones that were on the board already, like ones that have just been added, whatever you feel like. 
Um, and we have six buckets. So if, if you want to get to all of them, all of the six topic areas, it leaves about five or six minutes per topic if you want to make it to all of them. We've got a really loud cowbell that I may or may not use to remind you of the time um, if you really want to make it to all of them. But otherwise, you can uh, go onto our website or provide more feedback if you run out of time for the activity on the, on the handout. Um, and make sure to high-five someone and say neat if you, if you feel like it. Um, so we've got, I would say, we're a tiny bit behind, but we've probably got about a half hour for this activity. Um, does anyone have any questions before we, we get started? Okay, let's, let's go. So thank you. Some uh, really lively discussion there, uh, talking about the strategies for, for the project. Um, up next, we're going to kind of switch gears to a, a different topic here. Uh, I'm Brian Grady with uh, the City of Madison Planning Division, also a project manager for this project. Uh, I'm going to touch on the, the future land use map. We'll provide a little intro here, and then uh, we'll do another kind of small group activity. We'll kind of dig into the map and, and think about some of the what the map shows and implications of that and, some, and get some of your ideas uh, for the map. So uh, what this is is uh, this up here on the screen right now is the 2006 Future Land Use Map. So this is the map out of our current comprehensive plan. Uh, the map is a key part of the overall uh, comp plan. Um, it's still used on a daily basis today. Uh, we have a requirement. Actually, this is like Colin mentioned, this is through a requirement, a state law that we have to have a comp plan in place. And we're required to have all of our land use decisions be consistent with the map that, that we put forth, that we put forth back in 2006, and we're updating through this process uh, right now. Uh, basically what it is is a lot of colors on here, and so the, the yellow areas are residential areas basically. Uh, some of like the, the, the pink or purple areas are either retail areas, shopping areas, or employment. You see downtown in the middle, the uh, UW campus is in blue, is kind of a separate area. Uh, this map covers not only the, the current city geography, like where the city exists today, but also our planned growth corridors on the edge. So we ha we're going to go to the west a little bit, we have some agreements there to the east as well. So this is a real, again, very forward-looking uh, map. And this helps us uh, you know, plan things such, such as infrastructure. At, at my table talking about the services and facilities, uh, having this guide in place allows us to plan for those, the next police station, next fire station, uh, roads, uh, other things, you name it, libraries. So this is the guide that we have and we're required to follow this guide once we put it in place. Uh, we'll be updating the map through this process. We will roll out the, our draft of the, of the update in just a few moments here. Uh, we're going to follow a process here to, to take in all the feedback uh, from the community. Uh, this all kind of started back in February and March. We offered up kind of an early comment period for uh, folks that had some ideas about the map, maybe interact with us. They wanted to see some changes. We uh, wanted to get those requests to us to kind of help, uh, help us in our thinking for the update. Uh, March and April, uh, us as staff, we reviewed the comments, but also all the other things that we've been hearing from the community and some thoughts that we had, put all this together in, in a draft map that we're publishing uh, tonight. You guys will be the first, uh, first people to see it. Um, over the next two months, basically, from tonight until uh, June 21st, uh, we'll have opened it up for the whole community to comment on this in community meetings and smaller meetings like Colin mentioned. On our website, we have a great tool we'll talk, talk about in a little bit about how we can receive comments on our website. It's about two months there. Uh, after the comments are, we've received those. We'll take that all in. 
and we'll propose an, uh, a revised version of this map. And then uh, this will be reviewed by the Plan Commission as one of the city's committees and the lead committee for this project to review all these uh, proposals, those comments, and packages into the final draft, basically. Um, in terms of the types of changes that we've made to the map, um, really kind of three different categories we've been using. Um, one was a kind of a major change. We, we have certain categories. I mentioned kind of the retail, the, the shopping areas, employment areas, residential. We've changed the categories around a little bit, and that has some implications. Um, we added a fourth residential category. We modified some of the other categories. We've also added um, building height and form. So our current comp plan really looks at density. We'll talk about that in a moment. But we've also added a number of stories in a building and the type of building, whether it's like a small multifamily, a medium, a large multifamily, a townhouse, to better describe. And hopefully, as people may not understand density, this is more descriptive to more people. Um, so we've done that. We've also we looked at uh, recently adopted plans since our actually 2012 we did a minor update to the plan. Looked at recently adopted plans and also recent development. There's been a lot going on around uh, the around the community uh, to help guide our updated recommendations. And then finally we made some administrative updates, which is, really doesn't have uh, implications, but just kind of show it just changes how the map looks. So we modified how we showed schools and, and open space. Uh, I don't think there'd be any implications from that. Um, in terms of some of the, uh, the kind of the notes that we've, we've come across here, we had some needs in terms of our, our current map. It's kind of some shortfalls in our current map. We wanted to have more differentiation between the less dense residential uses. We have a lot of development that takes place. It's maybe single-family residential on a variety of lot sizes. It could be two units, four units. Um, those, there's a lot of, comprises a lot of the development in Madison. We wanted to further differentiate that. Our last compound had some pretty wide categories, and you could have everything from from a single-family home to a, a mid-sized apartment building in that one category where they don't really share a whole lot in common. So we added a fourth, a fourth category. We've raised the ceiling on some of the more dense residential uh, and mixed-use districts. We've seen a lot. There's a, a, a definitely a need or, or a desire for more development that's more dense than our current plan. Uh, lots changed in the last 10 years. We're always evolving. Development's always, always evolving. We've increased the kind of the ceiling for some of these categories to reflect the development we've been receiving, which has some positive benefits. A lot of this infill development, we're using existing sites for some infill. Um, the mixed use, we made some minor changes there, and then uh, yeah, some other details that we can talk about is at the tables when we break up here. Uh, to help guide us in this work, we've, we've done a lot of research. Um, the, the entire team that, that's here tonight has done a lot of research, looking at what's on the ground today, looking at existing building heights, the number of stories, existing densities, the zoning districts uh, that apply, and again, the recent development in terms of the height and the building form. And also, this map is all about the future, so we want to make sure we're accommodating projected growth, which, which uh, the Madison experiencing the great amount of growth. We want to make sure we can, we're doing that, accommodating that growth in an effective way for the community. This graphic tries to visualize. This is, uh, this is all very, pretty technical, so we're, we're going to have a person at each table to help walk folks through this. Um, I'm seeing some heads nod, nodding, though. Uh, this map kind of shows how we changed some of the categories. So on the left of this, of the left side here, uh, we had three categories uh, right here where in our, in our current comp plan for residential. On the right shows the new categories for the comp plan. So we've added a fourth quarter. We've really widened that kind of the density range for that. We've also added building height, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, on, the, on the right, this graphic we gave it our best shot. It's still maybe not uh, super intuitive, but on the, on the right side here in the purple and the left, you have the three mixed-use categories in our current comp plan. On the right, we've modified that a little bit, again, to reflect recent development. development. We, as a community, 
have, have agreed that's been positive for the community. Um, this is the map right here, which, we'll, which we will uh, roll out. And to get it to... Um, so it looks very similar to the 06 map, a lot of colors here. We won't see all the detail, but I think if I hit... There we go. A, a smooth transition. Uh, this kind of helps summarize all those blobs on that, on that previous map. So what we want to do here is kind of break this map down into more basic level. And so uh, what this shows is all the, the blue lines are the corridors, uh, existing corridors in the city. The circles are what we're calling centers. This is where we're seeing, uh, seeing or want to see a lot more of our mixed-use development, kind of these, these corner nodes. It could be a Hilldale. It could be something along Lakeside Street, the coffee shop on Lakeside Street, kind of the small nodes that serve the adjacent neighborhoods. This is where we want to encourage growth to happen. It's probably already happening in some areas. Encourage more growth, but also have in these areas a variety of uses that we can, uh, close to our neighborhoods, have, you know, walk or bike to these, these needs that maybe things that we need on a daily basis. Uh, we'll hop in our car for other things, hop in the bus, but these are things that we can kind of create, have more daily needs, and also kind of create more of that neighborhood fabric, uh, more gathering places for the community. So then these, these centers and corridors uh, will be kind of interesting, interesting this topic through this phase. We'll be going into more detail in phase three about trying to create, again, complete neighborhoods where you have more uses more closely to you. Uh, we also wanted to acknowledge, and we used a, looking at a lot of the neighborhood plans for this update, we have many neighborhood plans throughout the city. Um, in, the, in the kind of bluish-purple area are the neighborhood development plans. In the edge of the city, the plan growth areas. Uh, in green are existing neighborhood plans. Uh, the na basically, the comp plan is kind of the overall plan like Colin previously mentioned. The neighborhood plans provide more detail. Look at a smaller scale. These plans will still exist and still provide guidance for development. And we wanted to note that right now we have three kind of pending planning processes. They're going to release recommendations in a matter of weeks. Um, we haven't made changes to the map in these areas. We want to wait for these, things, these plans to make the recommendations, and then we'll incorporate that into our process after they do that. But these planning processes are the way to interact with, with those areas right now. So it's a High Point Raymond on the west side, Darbo Worthington on the uh, northeast side, as well as the Cottage Grove Road Activity Center, all current uh, projects for the city. Um, to help describe what can be a complex topic, density, land uses, um, uh, Kirstie and Colin put together, along with our staff, what we, what's uh, called a story map. And so this is on our website. Go to imaginemadisonwi.com. Um, click on, uh, I think there's somewhere on the link, maybe the front page, there's a link to our story map where you can learn, uh, learn about density and kind of different building types. Uh, this is a great photo to help illustrate, illustrate this. But we're kind of all starting off with uh, some of the premise that we had in our first phase. We know we're going to be adding a lot of people and housing units throughout the kind of the timeline of this, this, this window, the 20-year window for the comp plan. Projected to add 70,000 new residents between now and 2040, about 40,000 new housing units between now and 2040. We need to figure out where we accommodate all this growth. We want to do it in an effective way, again, for the community. Um, in terms of placing that growth, uh, density is kind of a, is a factor in that. So here we can kind of illustrate it again through a story map on our website uh, what density is. And so basically if you have a one house on a one-acre lot, it's one, one unit per acre, as you head down the other end of the spectrum, you see more density figures. Apartments can range on the right side from, from 40 up to 114 plus. But again, this visualizes some of the density. Um, and here's why density, here's why we moved. We still have density in our map. We also have I've added in the, the building height and the building form because of things like this. Density can be very, very misleading. Uh, the top here is the Galaxy on East Wash, uh, a, a great recent project. 
because it has commercial and, and overall not a lot of residential on the top, the density overall is only 63 units per acre. That's the, that's the density, number of units on the, on the footprint that it, that it occupies. Uh, Power in place on the south here, on the, on the bottom here, is actually more dense. But obviously they look very different. Uh, it has Im impacts differently on the, on the neighborhood, on the traffic. Very different projects, but same density. This doesn't tell the whole story. So that's why we added, again, the building height and the building form. People also kind of better say that that's a three-story building and not a 60-unit per acre building, which is kind of more a common nomenclature for us all. So we have a bunch of dense examples here. I'll just run through these more quickly. This is a home, obviously, uh, three units per acre, uh, uh, more compact. This might be a Viridian development, Grandview Commons, 12 units per acre. Same house, but just a smaller lot. Uh, these are some townhomes, a uh, great project on Park Street, the Dane townhomes, uh, attached housing, 21 units per acre, but still very house-like. It looks very similar to a house. Uh, here's a, a project on University Avenue, 87, almost 88 units per acre, um, a bigger building, but still a, still a great building, um, but obviously much more dense, different impacts. Uh, we also want to uh, touch on, and this will be a, a main point for this phase and also in the, the next phase, But we've, we've been struggling with it as a community, as well as well the whole country has, what's been called the missing middle. So we built a lot of single family, obviously on the edge, some single family infill, mostly single family on the edge. We built a lot of multifamily apartments, condominiums, and more of infill locations, existing corridors, existing sites. We don't see a lot of development in the, in the middle, between these two ends of the spectrum. Things like two units, uh, townhomes, smaller uh, courtyard apartments, Uh, which we see like off of, off of Jenner, Jennifer Street or uh, Spade Street, for example, bungalow courts. Um, we don't see a lot of those middle, the, the middle products. And the, the, the market's responding to what we, to different factors. We need to help the market build more of this and incentivize more of this because we want to make sure we have different housing types throughout the city so that as we, as we age and have maybe families, different needs, different wants, we can move throughout these different products and potentially stay in our, in our same neighborhood that we love and have these connections. So we'll be looking at where we can create more of the missing middle. And adding that fourth residential category is kind of targeted to help, help think about this is a great area for that, building that missing middle so we can reserve some of those spaces for that. Some more awkward instructions uh, to keep it light here. Um, here's, the, here's the lowdown. So we're going to roll out a map at each of the tables. We have it, the, the city into different kind of quadrants of the city, north, east, kind of central and south and west. We'll also have a citywide map, so we'll roll those out. Um, we'll uh, have some dots. We have some numbered dots uh, that we want. As you have ideas on the map, place that dot on the map. We'll then jot down your comment. We'll put that number down and jot the comment down. If you have more general comments, just not tied to a certain location, we'll take those as well. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll be the recorders. We can do all the, the heavy lifting for everybody. Uh, at the end, we'll give ourselves A, a pluses and nice jobs. And then we are actually going to kind of convene after this exercise is done. If people want to stay longer or shorter, you can feel free to leave uh, once, once, you're, once you're finished. We will do a quick um, description of our next phase because we're not going to see you again. But any questions while we're here on the land use map? Uh, clarifying questions? Otherwise, again, feel free to ask the, the moderator table. Yeah, sir. Yeah. Sure. Great question. Um, 
the, the question was uh, the, the zoning code, the zoning map, and the, and the comp plan's future land use map. So basically, kind of the hierarchy is the, the comp plan map, future land use map, is the, the broad brush, covers the whole city with larger, you know, kind of larger categories, larger, like, broader brushes, basically, brush strokes. Um, we mentioned the neighborhood plans that provide more detail. Then zoning is more of like the implementation, more details. Uh, so we were talking about this just a little bit ago. Uh, zoning, will, uh, where a plan might say we recommend this site for, for some multifamily in this kind of density range or building height range. The zoning is what, is what has those detailed parameters like this is the front setback. This is how large a lot needs to be. These are the detailed list of land uses that are allowed in, for, that, for that property. So the zoning is the more detailed way to implement the plans. And so uh, what, what happens, this is where the key part is our, our comp plan map. If someone wants to change the zoning for a property, it has to be consistent with what our maps show. And so the maps are forward-looking. Forward so they're showing what we want to see in the future, the comp plan map, the neighborhood plan maps we want to see. If you want to rezone, you'd be asking for a rezone as something different. We would look at the map, and then you would uh, basically choose a zoning category kind of off our menu of, of, of zoning districts that would fit your project, and we would see, consider if that fits within the, the plan's recommendation. So comp plan, neighborhood plan, zoning, very, very uh, complex. Thank you for the question. But that's kind of the hierarchy. The zoning is kind of more on the ground, detailed uh, requirements. Andrew. So does that mean uh, everything you're Good question. So the question was, uh, so we update our comp plan at, at different intervals. Do we also update when we make the change to the map, what we want to see for an area, do we change the zoning code as, as well? Um, um, depends. Um, so uh, we had our 2006 comprehensive plan. That was a full, we actually created the plan in 2006. In 2012, we did a minor update to actually reflect more of the, the neighborhood plans that have been adopted. So we did that back in 2012. Here we're doing a more full-scale review of the future land use, what we want to see. Uh, what, we'll, what we'll probably do is we may do in some areas, we may go in and change, if we change the land use, we may change the zoning. In most cases, I think we'll just wait and leave the plan where it's at. And then when an actual project's being proposed, they would then propose a zoning that fits into that comp plan category. So we just kind of just kind of leave it, and, and the map is like out in front, and the zoning kind of falls in behind, basically. So, so that can that can wait. Zoning has many implications. If there's development on the ground, because there's things like setbacks, we don't want to create what's called non-conforming uses, where suddenly you can't add on to your building if we change the zoning. So we really more wait for that project to be proposed and then figure out the right zoning for that project. And we're, Yes, so that can be at, at a, it's really at, at every kind of property level. Uh, someone has a project for a property, they come in, they would want to rezone it for just that one property. So the other zoning in the area could remain the same. It just kind of kind of backfills over time. Uh, yeah, good question, though. So I think with that, we'll, we'll, we'll roll the map. So I do want to talk about the next phase, kind of, and then we'll, then we'll break up here. Um, for, in terms of next steps, uh, so we're unveiling the map for the first time tonight. We do have, uh, basically we're going to recreate what we did tonight, uh, this on our website. So we have two modules. If you go to our website and go to, on the top it says uh, workbook, there's kind of two options. One, you can talk about strategies, so it's the first part of the meeting. The other option is future land map, the next part of the meeting. This is, a, this is a screenshot from the strategies you can do on here. And so please do share this with, uh, with, with your networks, basically, the opportunity. You can add additional strategies 
via our website. You can like them with a thumbs up. Thumbs up. You can continue your, your work. Continue to have other people add to this as well. Please, please take advantage of that opportunity. You can also, uh, there's some uh, social media sharing buttons in there. Please pass it along via Facebook, uh, Twitter, other means. This is for the mapping part. So we have, uh, uh, basically what you can do is you can do a side-by-side comparison. On the left, the 2006 comprehensive plan map. 2017 is the draft on the right here. You can compare side-by-side as you move around the city. It'll follow you. You can compare them. And then what you can do is you can drop a pinpoint and offer a detailed comment on that site. You can also offer general comments on the, on the bottom. Uh, again, the great way to get a lot of feedback, please share this against, amongst your networks, neighbor associations, colleagues, you name it, please share it. Please feel contacted if any questions at all about u- utilizing these. So these are live. They went live a couple hours ago. Um, in terms of the next phase, uh, phase three, we're going to talk about prioritization. We're going to prioritize the strategies that we've developed here in phase two. We're also going to prioritize how we grow and where we grow. And so we're going to do the mapping. This is the future. But we also want to say, where would be best to guide growth over this next 10, 20 time, 10 to 20 year time period? And this would be a pretty fun uh, phase, kind of a fun exercise. A lot of uh, thoughts about where infrastructure is and where we can best, um, you know, best uh, utilize our infrastructure, our utilities we have. Uh, so that will be the next phase. Our public means for this will be in early October. Our timeline is on, is on our website. And then uh, in phase four is the review and adoption process that kind of puts us all together into an action plan that will happen uh, late 2017 and early part of 18. Uh, we have some feedback forms on the tables here. Please offer your feedback on both the meeting and other general thoughts that you have. I think we have the clickers already. And with that, here's our contact info. Let's know if have any thoughts, and we'll talk about the map over the next 15 minutes or however long you would like to stay. Thank you all for attending.